Welcome, dear readers, to Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed, but not read by yours truly. My name is Stan. And I'm Kay. And remember, we only judge a book by its cover. I'm still not used to my new temporary name, Kay. What do you mean temporary? Okay, so to catch the readers up on the unnecessary lore that sprang up about this literary podcast, I'm currently in the running for mayorship of a little village that I've built out of books in your library. Libraton. Librorium. Oh, right, yes. And because... There were some issues with the ballots and, like, the raccoons put their names in and they're all called Stan. It, it, it got confusing and it, and it seemed politically optimal for me to rename myself Stan. But obviously, I'm, I'm still khaki on the inside and I still want oh. to be khaki once more. So I, was gonna say, I was going to say, are you relinquishing your claim to the majoral uh, election? No, but I, I do okay. hope that this is a temporary thing until I'm Mayor Stan and then I can rename myself Mayor Khaki and mm. then everything, everything will work out fine. Okay. It's not as if it's a very legalistic process. You have uh, proposed... That the current confusion yes. around the winner of the election between myself and the trifecta of raccoons, yes. known as Tr- Tristan, be solved through trial by combat. Yes, I th- still think it's a fantastic idea. I'm glad you think so, because I'm going to need you to coach me. Oh, okay. Now I thought I- you were going to say you'd already built a fighting pit. That's usually your <laughs> modus operandi. <laughs> yes, yes. Step right this way. Now, oh, as you can see, oh. uh, do, you, do you like it? It's, 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 it's great. It's like one of those death pits, but uh, not, not enough death here yet, but well, we can work on that. Maybe uh, we should litter the ground with political manifestos. Oh, that's a good one. De- deadly to the touch if you oh dear. land on them or something along those lines. They I mean, that's, a, that's, that's probably a bit of a, an unfair advantage to uh, Tristan, who I don't know if they can read for sure. I mean, well, they, they manage their finances, so I reckon they can read. Yeah, but when they impersonated us and they joined yeah. on those literary review podcasts, I think our readers at home could already tell that they had not read the books that they were pretending to review, unlike us. No, of course not. It's like they probably make up with it a little bit in improvisational talent. and Yes. That's what I'm worried about. They're very crafty. Like, I do well when it comes to large-scale construction and yeah. impersonation pro- projects, but, like, on-the-spot improvisation, that's... I mean, that's, raccoons, yeah. They. I mean, you're going to really be in trouble if it comes to a lock-opening contest or, like, you know, a bin-raiding... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So how am I going to win this, Kay? I, I nominated you as my as my coach. Yeah. So... Like, okay, what are the, what are the rules for the, the match going to be? So Okay, yeah. well, I mean, like... To the death seems a bit excessive. Yeah, a lot of work, primarily. A lot of work yeah. that I don't think either Most, party are really clean up into. Afterwards. Yeah, which they probably don't want to do. Well, I mean, it's their job, so I mean, either they win and they have to clean up the mess or they yeah. lose, and well, it's not for them to clean up. And so. then nobody cleans up the mess. Yeah, and so, and the, so, so the, everybody So loses. I don't think that's a good idea that they lose. So I was thinking, like, first nose boop, but they've got three of them. Yes. Because there are three of them and they will be fighting in one trench coat. What's that game called where you have to hold out your knuckles and you try to slap the other one on the hand? It's the sort of hand slappy game. Yeah, that's the one. I saw a very f- fun one as well. You, you, <laughs> yeah. you have an egg on the table and you have a plastic. Oh, the raccoon. Like and that. you have yeah, and you have a plastic container on the egg, and basically what you do is you take turns slapping your hand on the plastic container. Yes, but you could also elect to pick it up, and then the other person has to like slap their hand next to the egg, and not on the egg, and then like first winner is the one who doesn't slap their hand on the egg. Oh wow, that sounds like a kind of game that that raccoons would be terrible at because probably. they would be way too precious about the egg or abscond with the egg. Well, that's that's the more thing that I'm uh, worried about. That the first time you lift the container, they steal the egg and run. Okay, well, well, I'm feeling a twinge of sort of propriety here because while that certainly does seem like a, a, a way for a guaranteed win, which I'm kind of into, I mean, I did spend a lot of time building all of the uh, the stands for the, the audience, presumably, yeah. to, to sit in. Oh, I mean, and I, I, I really appreciate the big book chair. I mean, I'd almost yes, call it a right? throne that you built for me. Yeah, yeah. Got a dais and everything. No, yeah. but uh, obviously, like, you're a, you're, a, you're a key figure in I've, this. I've been, I've been practicing my thumb movements. 
Oh, is that the gesture you're going? Oh, that's that's a really obscene gesture. What? Oh, well, I mean... No, you can't what, do that on a podcast. Isn't that Kate, what the Romans away. This is, Oh, just because the Romans did it, suddenly yes, it's okay. Well, Kate, this is perverse and I will not be... be no, don't lick your thumb. That makes it worse. Oh. oh, the readers at home are lucky that this is such a chaste podcast where they can't be... Where their eyes can't not, be that it's not a video cast. Yeah. It's like all audio. I still need to know how to win fair and square yes. because, I mean, well, we you have, will be judging. Yes. Uh, and I don't expect you to do be fair you know, or square. You are the one who suggested that I fight three raccoons in a yes, pit. It seems, so like it seems entertaining. I I sort of question the yeah impartiality, but I don't want to make it any worse. Yes, yeah, so okay. I want to understand the rules, mm-hmm. and then your your help in training to those rules. Let's see. I mean, maybe we should have some negotiations with Stan. Tristan, Tristan. About yes, that the, was the idea last time. I don't believe that they're interested in being on this program with, no, with three of them. unless they're in a trench coat and pretending that they're one of us. Yes. That might be an idea. Maybe we can like arrange that for next time. Okay, but which which one of us then? Oh. Because that's the that's the idea. Of it. Like, if, yes, if you want maybe to have a- wh- whomever decides to sleep in doesn't get to... <laughs> Okay, well, I can tell that this is not going to be an well, easy... I'm, not go- I'm well, going on vacation in a few weeks' time, so maybe that will be the good oh. opportunity to... Uh, Okay, now that's an interesting thing to, to think about, because then I will be the remaining senior librarian. I suppose so, yes. Yeah. Okay, well, so there's, there's many, many things on the, on the, on the horizon, and, uh, and Kaki's unbridled ambition is only being fueled by, by all of these prospects. It's more like unfettered, but yeah. Speaking of unfettered ambition, uh, what do we have in store for our readers this week? Ah, this week's book is by Frederick Pohl and C.M. Kornbluth. Oh, yeah, Bluth? it's another double... Kornbluth? Kornbluth? Kornbluth. Kornbluth, Bluth, Bluth, yeah. Venus Inc. Yes, as in as in Venus Incorporated, not Venusian Inc. That might be interesting, actually. By the way, if you look down at your podcasting device, you should should be seeing the cover of today's book. And otherwise, you can check the show notes for an image and a link. You can find us on Twitter at CoverMyAskCast and at CoverMyAskCast.com. Uh, you can find episode eighty-five. I think so. Yeah, that sounds, sounds right. About right. Venus Inc. by Frederick Pohl yes, and C. 85. M. Cornbluth, where you can see the cover. And boy, howdy, this is one of those covers that you immediately know what's going to happen because yes. it's uh, you see a businessman who is clearly in the middle of a presentation and he's got a bit of a hmm, smarmy cocky yeah expression on his face he's as he as he waves his his sort of presentation wand pointer stick yes at a, a picture of venus in a sort of steamy I environment mean, i assume it's venus i mean it's a little bit blue to be venus but that could just be the printers i mean if you look at uh, true color images of venus it's generally a bit more yellow orangey white rather than bluish but yeah which which sort of complies with a sort of sulfuric composition yes, of the atmosphere sense, yeah. uh, uh, or or maybe that's just a coincidence i don't know much about space as this podcast has uh, uh, has shown and and neither does this character who is the eccentric billionaire around whom this adventure circles uh, orbits ah oh, i missed a great opportunity there ah, yes. uh, elton stank uh-huh. A prolific serial he, he, innovator. He does look like a stank. Yes, yes, he does, doesn't he? He's got that aggressive success side parting in his hair. He's got the Ooh. power tie. Yes, he started his fortune by um, marketing glow-in-the-dark toilet paper. Yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and and his current venture is a, a, a private space organization called Space Y. Mm-hmm. Which is also their their slogan, space. Why? That seems a bit of a weird slogan for a company promoting going into space. I mean, yes. I mean, and space. Why is like because we can is usually the uh, not because it's easy, because it's hard. To quote yeah. uh, Kennedy. Not so much with uh, with Elton Stank, who is a uh, famously uh, capricious billionaire. Like he is like the boy king of his his empire. Yes. Uh, the glow in the dark toilet paper was a good start to his empire, but he invested that money in the app called iPoot. 
which was a hilariously <laughs> funny app that became like millions of people installed it, and you can get get all sorts of rippers installed for it. And <laughs> yes, I, I don't know why right. exactly why it was so popular. But I don't it, know uh, either. He, he seems to have a weird uh, fixation. This Elon. Well, thing. I mean, it's all about thrust, I suppose. <laughs> right. It's a natural uh, lead into uh, space exploration. Elton Stank is is famous for his eccentricities. He he often appears at public unveilings of his products in uh, samurai armor. No. He tries to keep every company's uh, uh, stock prices hovering around four hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah, I mean, that's a good price for it. it. Goes too high. He sabotages his own success. I mean, he's calls like someone a pedophile on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, it's like exactly. A very, very good platform for that kind of thing. Now he is he is one of those those capricious billionaires who seems to almost not like not just ruling by edict but ruling by tweet and oh. just whatever he comes up with while he's uh, while he's high and got a stunt on the screen when he's looking at uh, the stock prices again and uh, yeah and whenever they hit four twenty he like he tweets nice he tweets something dumb that he didn't mean to to and then someone's mean to him on the internet and then he does doubles down and he makes that company policy and that's Athlete. what yeah that's what the 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 researchers of space why have to have to deal with with his latest tweet where he talks about venus enlargement yes now, many, many people immediately understand what he actually tried to type and what his phone autocorrected for him. But, you know, it's like that's still what, what it said on the internet and what everybody started making fun of. Yes, and he's not the kind of person who can admit to any kind of oversight or mistake or anything because be- he's, he cannot possibly be wrong. Exactly. Uh, so, yes, there's a uh, immediate flurry and, like, he starts with a denial of, like, no, oh, no, I didn't type all that. That's what I meant. So, like, we, we have extensive plans to do some Venus enlargement. Yeah, and yeah, uh, to, to make it bigger, to bring it here, and that's what we see on the cover where he's like tapping on the on the screen, Venus and it's like enlarge, enlarge, enlarge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> Venusian enhancements. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, my, my spam filter is full of Venus enhancements. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> Would you like a bigger pe- a bigger <laughs> Venus? <laughs> Why don't we just sing aboard the good ship Venus and just be done with it? I don't know that song. <gasps> Oh my! Oh well, we'll have to practice that and maybe add it as a as a bonus episode. But okay. uh, it's a it's a, it's a pirate ditty with uh, 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 lots of ribald lyrics. Now ribald for his pleasure. I <laughs> yes. Yeah. Aboard the good ship Venus, you really should have seen us. We can figure head of a whore in bed and a mast of a phallic genus. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That sounds very Gilbert and Sullivan almost. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So while the internet is going wild about Venus enlargement, and yeah. like I said, like half the people don't really. It's not that they don't appreciate it; they never see it because it gets caught in their spam filters, uh, and they never even hear about it. But the other half of the people who are uh, maybe not uh, so strongly filtered, they hear about it and they they, they think like, oh, it's weird. And you know, a part of them goes like, oh, it's just uh, Elton again who's doing his uh, stupid things. Yeah. And he can't possibly mean this. But no, no, he gets called out on it enough for him to. Say, like, I shall not be proven wrong, therefore yes. this is now company policy and we will get on with it. Like the, the old untrue legend about how the Spanish-Castilian accent came about, you oh. know, with a hacienda, with a S, yeah. that they, at one point, that King Castillo had a lisp, and yeah. the king can't be wrong, so now this is how we speak Spanish? Everybody speaks According Spanish. According to, it's yeah, not yeah. true, uh, but it is, it is not a fun. So, uh, it, he immediately sends out a, a message to the head of his R&D department, a lady by the name of Carol Boffin, who gets told, like... I want you to work on Venus enlargement. I was like, I, I know I can't, we can't actually make the planet bigger, but we need some sort of 
Venus Enlargement Program. You're talking about her, her immediate VP tells her this because, yeah. of course, like the orders come down from, from Elton himself. Elton yeah. does not admit to, to any of this. No. But fortunately, he surrounded himself with not only yes men, but yes and men uh-huh. who are able to, yeah, interpret his, his wild ideas. Kind of like steer them by way. Like, yeah. yeah. So, the, yeah. They, they, As they, they permeate through the organization, they become more and more realistic. Concrete uh-huh. and achievable. But sometimes that's really hard because it is sometimes like, like trying to fill pyramids through tubes it's oh no that's a that's a spanish metaphor you, oh you haven't heard it no no it's a spanish spanish metaphor spanish it's metaphor spanish. <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna do that <laughs> so yes this uh, filters down through the organization and eventually uh, ends up on the plate of one of the new interns from space y a young lass by the name of theta grunberg oh yeah so when when the harried tired but hard-working uh, department head Carol Boffin tries to translate Venus enlargement into an actually achievable goal for a, a, a space-traveling organization. The young intern, her eyes light up and her hair seems to seems to glow and she immediately rushes forward to, to volunteer for... I, I've this got this. I've got an idea. I know what we can do. I know We've what we're doing. We've been working on this. It's like she's been having her little ideas. I mean, she's, she's young and idealistic and she wants to make the world a better place and yes. she immediately realizes that this is the opportunity for her little pet project which she's been yes, I like that thinki- so much. thinking about for like years since she was a little girl and she puts a presentation together which gets first gets uh, uh, pitched to uh, Boffin and her team and then slowly makes its way up the food chain where the idea is to not exactly terraform but basically go <laughs> yes. for algae farming on Venus. Yes. It's a very moist atmosphere, very warm. Basically the idea is we're going to seed the Venusian atmosphere with algae, which are going to be floating around and which we're going to harvest. I thought that was so brilliant because, yes. the, like, what do we know about Venus? I mean, everything we know about Venus from, from actual samples comes from the Russian uh, uh, there Venusian were no, program. There were no samples, but you know, the, the Russians actually managed to land a few oh, probes not, on not Venus. return, yeah, but yeah. They, they took atmospheric samples, they oh, did yeah. detection, and yeah, they, they, they did actually manage and to land some And craft. they had a horrible time even taking photos and pictures because they had, like, a big problem with lens caps not coming off. Or, oh? Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, totally. And uh, we say about uh, samples, there's another thing that happened. Like on the second probe, when the lens cap did come off, it fell on the ground and landed exactly under the sensor that was going to detect. <laughs> so they, the, sensor, no. the sensor reading they got about the ground structure was the lens cap. Plastic. Yes, it's like, <laughs> wait, this is... Our- <laughs> Plastic and made in Vladivostok. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> oh, dear. But yeah, like the atmosphere is thick as soup. It's also terribly hot. Like Venus syndrome, I believe, is the name of like runaway greenhouse effect. Oh yes, it's it's a thing that's like probably is happening right now with the amount of methane getting released out of the permafrost yeah. in Siberia and like oh god. But in order to get the algae, the floating algae farm uh, yes. working, she proposes the building of a, a Venus cloud city, which is basically blimps. Yes, uh, the th- that's and that's the thing. Is like Venus on the ground is super hot and super high pressure and everything, but if you just like get your blimp with the right lens, you've got a spread of like anything between a half and four atmosphere in which you know human humans can like exist perfectly, f- yeah. perfectly fine. And especially if you go down to like two or three atmosphere, your buoyancy becomes much better. So you need oh, much right. you need much yeah. smaller blimps to still get a, a, a good thing floating. And then it's like okay, if we, if we just find the right level with the right chemistry of, of the atmosphere at roughly that place, we can see that. 
with algae and yeah, yeah. These this this city of dirigibles. I mean, her presentation is so fantastic. Oh yeah, she's. I mean, it's like dingbats and wing wind wind bits all over the place. And <laughs> yes, it was all done in PowerPoint ninety eight, wasn't it? That it's, was oof. Elton isn't really particularly sold on the matter until one of the uh, colleagues of one of the other people working in the department for Carol Buffin, like a man by the name of Doctor Acula, is mm. uh, decides that like okay, I know how to I, I know how to pitch this. We're just like we're not going to call it uh, algae farming. We're just going to call it space weed. Yes. Now that is something that that Elton Stank is is totally onto because by this time, I mean it has been more than seventy two hours since he tweeted this, so he's largely already forgotten about much, yes. it. Yes. His his current thing is to legalize quaaludes. Oh, which hmm. Tough. I mean, they're not really being made anymore. No, it's very hard. It's but yeah, you know, I mean, like nothing like a lost cause to fight for. Uh, certainly. So when he gets uh, uh, when he gets informed by by his his closest yes and men uh, that the nerds are working on space weed, he is totally on board. He is like, yes, this is our top priority. We are going to work on this. And that's kind of the downside as well. That's something that Carol Boffin, like, she's been so successful because she manages to keep the exact balance between keeping Elton interested. And him wanting to get involved, and in oh, this case, yes. space Pers- weed personally involvement, yeah. is like a big no no. And so, in comes Elton Stank, who now kindly like displaces Carol Boffin to take over yeah. direct control of her her team. He immediately promotes Theta from intern to a permanent a senior member of the team, like jumps several ranks in 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 one go because she's the one who had this brilliant space weed idea. Oh, meteoric she, rise she gets for her career. She, I mean, at first time, at first she tries to correct him, at, of course, but like, oh no, 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 it's not about weed. It's about Feed, it's about algae, it's about feeding the people. She gets kicked in the shins by Carol Boffin. Yep. Which is, no, 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 no. no she's, like, she's been through here before. <laughs> we don't like. We don't talk about that kind of yeah. thing. The problem with Elton getting involved is like, I mean, like he, his iPood app was fantastic, and the Global oh, yeah. Dark Portland Side Paper was a raging success. But again, that's when he. Uh, <laughs> I don't like thinking about it. I just don't like it. <laughs> it's amazing. You don't have to turn the lights of the bathroom on when you I go. I said with- I don't like thinking <laughs> okay, about it. Thank okay. you. But, you know, she's seen what happens when uh, when uh, Elton gets involved oh, directly. Yeah. It's like we get like debacles like the 3D cheese printer, which he wanted yes. to work on. And uh, yeah, no, that didn't go anywhere. I was so disappointed to read that because, as no. you know, I'm a huge fan of cheese. And yes. like the idea of being able to just print your own cheese is is so appealing. 3D cheese printing would not work for you. And I'll tell you why. Because okay. probably sooner rather than later, you are going to discover that the 3D cheese printer has a cheese reservoir. And then the yeah. intermediate nope. step of yep. the 3D cheese yeah, yeah, printer yeah. is going to be completely cut out of the equation. You are... Mm, yeah, yeah. You, you are completely correct. Yeah. No. Because the 3D rep, uh, the cheese reservoir also has a nozzle, and you can, which, which normally screws on the printer. But you can just take the cap off and go... And then we've basically got like cheese whiz or silly string or something or, or along those whatever, lines. Which yeah. is, uh, that's, that's, see, Kay, I'm, I'm so, this is why I need you as a coach. You're 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 my Carol Boffin <laughs> to to yeah. You're the Carol Boffin to my Theta Stank. Ooh, I know I know no. your weaknesses. <laughs> yes, exactly. So you can help me like build them up and and yeah, much in the way that Carol is uh, uh, has taken on a role as as Theta's a uh, coach. I mean, she had every right to be upset about being ousted from her team, right? But she wanted to like stay on board and uh, and coach Theta to to do better than she did to oh. uh, to succeed in this. And uh, she's she's nothing if not practical. She knows Elton and she knows he's capricious and he'll go away again at some point. Yeah, but Theta is young and ambitious, and, and she she and thinks she, she knows and, best. Of course, I mean you need a certain amount of idealism in your life. 
Oh yeah. Before you get like blunted down and become the only people who change the world are the ones dumb enough to think that they can. Yes, very true. And that's our fate. And sometimes that works. And sometimes they just get ground down by reality and by usually by forces greater than them, such as Elon Stank. However, in this case, she has great success initially. Like the support that Elon is able to personally provide within the company means that she can marshal truly staggering resources, getting a, a spacecraft outfitted, kitted together, plans for an orbital space station. Well, yeah, SpaceWire has been, like, launching lots of rockets into space, yep. and they're working on, like, the, the next step. And, uh, you know, the problem with international, uh, international interplanetary space travel mm, yeah. is, uh, you know, getting from, uh, from... International space travel has always also been difficult. Well, international space programs have been tricky. I mean, it's, it's a few successes. I mean, it started off with the Apollo Mir project. Oh, that's project. right. No, that was Salyut still at the time, but yeah. And then, of course, uh, the the space shuttle visited the Mir station a few times. Yeah, which is which the 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 remnants of it, which are still visible on the International Space Station right now. Of that visit, the technology. Uh, so you have the International Do- uh, Standard Docking Adapter, the, the exact name. Uh, oh, the docking collar. The ISO standard one that is currently being used by SpaceX and will be used by Boeing if they ever make it up there is basically <laughs> burn. <laughs> <laughs> is basically a direct descendant of the one that was built specifically for for the shuttle to be able to for, for, yeah dock the, with. For the, yeah, for the shuttle. Huh. And it was like it's it, it, it's specifically a non-gendered uh, uh, connector. Because then that, right would, on. that wouldn't put one of the parties as the penetrating one oh, and the receiving part. Oh, good gravy! No, I, I, that's... I, I kid you not. That is literally. <laughs> oh, 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 wow! So the story fast forwards to uh, uh, a few years later. Yeah, when where... the Theta is working hard on the transportations between Earth and Venus. And the problem with space travel is is that you have, like, generally speaking, the most efficient way to get from one orbit to another is what's called the Hohmann transfer orbit. It's like you... Ah, yes. All of our readers know exactly what that is. No need to explain at all. All right. I'll skip over it then. Uh... <laughs> However, there is a another way of going from one place to the other in the solar system, which is called the Interplanetary Transport Network. Because um, basically what happens is once you arrive at a Lagrange point, especially the uh, Sol Earth one is a very good one for that. Which, for the readers at home, is a point where the gravitational pull of two bodies in space uh, nullify each other and you can sort of hover out, yes. there. Uh, you can, basically, you can orbit a place which doesn't And an have orbit a... is when the gravitational pull is such that the, the vector of a, of a body is bent around it repeatedly. Right. Yeah. Except in this case, there is no such body in that place, but you can still orbit around it, which, which, which is what makes it weird. But the idea is because everything is so soft and weak there, you, can, uh, you will eventually drift away from these places because they're not, they're not stable. And you will drift into another orbit. And you can use that to get from one place in the stars in the solar system to any other place because you will eventually end up in an orbit because it's very cheap to get to that place, but it's also very cheap to get from that into a new orbit. However, these are extremely slow orbits, so it might take you a thousand years to get from Earth to, yeah. uh, to, uh, to, to Jupiter. You'll get there almost for free, but you will get there. So In, there in w- terms of thrust energy required exactly. to transfer from yes. one point to another. Now she's she's working on this. She's trying oh, to have mechanics to work, so to work this out. Oh yeah, it's, it's insane. And you've got the other thing, which is which are called uh, pork chop plots. Okay. Now here's the. Okay, so this is going to be a new fun game yeah. where you tell me three space things, and one well, of them is, is made it? up. <laughs> and I'm just going to I'm just going to have to guess. So we have the home and transfer. We have the interplanetary transport network, and now we have the pork chop, chop plot plot. Yes. Yeah. But those tend to work for uh, home and transfer orbits. So uh, Theta is working on the what 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 they call the soy chop plot. Which is the uh, 
Yes. Kind of like the vegetarian version that they're using for the inter- interplanetary transport network to get a good way going from... At, at this point, Elton Stank, much like I've got to say myself, sort of deglazes his eyes and he goes, oh, oh okay, no, I, can, I can relate to this again. Yes. He's, he's back, on, back on soy. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's, that's nice and close. Firm terra soil? No, firm, <laughs> firm terra and soy? I mean, it's a truly brilliant innovation, but as Carol warned Theta, who is now even more harried because Theta just continues not to listen to her great advice, mm. her presentation is too long and too detailed. And while the end result, Theta did very very cunningly manage to bring it back around to the, the, the soy chop plot, which uh, which Elon was in, Elton was interested in. But during the time that she was waffling on about whatever the fuck home and transfers are in the interplanetary network, yes. his mind was wandering, and when Elton's mind wanders, he tweets. Oh, yes. And in this his case... Thumbs, his thumbs start twitching, like whether or not he's holding a phone or not. And while she's explaining that she's finally solved it, we actually know when we can go. And even you, sir, can actually go to, to the Venusian station. Yeah. We can all go together. He has just tweeted uh, that he believes helmets are fascist. And therefore, there can be no helmets on this entire space program. Which is going to make things difficult. That is a, that is a problem that, that Theta realizes. And Carol just sort of looks at her and... Yeah, this is this is why. Screwed, yes. You're going to listen to me next time? Yes, Carol, I'm going to listen to you next time. Good. Keep it short, keep it simple. He's stupid. Make him feel smart. That's the biggest thing. I mean, yeah, that generally works with these people. Yeah, so uh, a few years behind schedule, so uh, losing all of the uh, extra momentum that they gained from the the soy chop plotting innovation put them years ahead of the competition and now having to redesign everything so that they could travel there without using helmets or any spacecraft puts them back. They they ended up basically using plastic bags that they reinforce enough so that they're technically not helmets anymore exactly. but you can just pull them over your head and the air pressure will inflate them and it'll be fine and it's like yeah we have to like three new developments in plastic technology to make them like flexible and hard enough so we can still call them bags but they're like <laughs> yes exactly it's actually pretty good i mean it gives you lots of uh, freedom yeah and and elton is uh, more than happy to uh, claim credit for it like yeah. this innovation is is clearly his although the the parents organizations aren't very happy about it because the amount of kids who start pulling just regular plastic bags over their heads in order to be astronauts. Oh, God. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, that's a terrible idea. Almost as bad, but with, with a far lower human cost, is his uh, his next tweet that Lightspeed is a hoax perpetrated by China to make the uh, American space program slower. This this does lead to some, some really interesting techniques for like reducing uh, signal lag. Which I still don't understand how you can actually do that. In, it's lights, I mean, remarkable, isn't yeah, it? Some it's kind like, of gravitational lensing. But I guess like this is where the book strays from science fact into science fantasy. Yeah, but the fantasy is, is entirely Elton's because he continues to claim that it is his leadership that is making these things possible. Oh. If he wasn't just like brilliantly tweeting to, to stimulate playing playing eight dimensional chess with his with his own employees, then none, none of this would happen. Never and come every, up with everything would be slow and relatively defying yeah. communications that we oh. now have. I mean, they, they probably managed to talk their way around it again by like telling him that it all depends on the observer, and that uh, you know for for one observer time changes, but for the other one space changes. Yeah. I think ultimately what they did. Because so much of the communication between various parties in in, in space travel is entirely scripted, Mm -hmm. they have had their Venusian astronauts pre-record their mission responses, and those are what they play over the speakers in the control room while actually listening on... Well, 
my personal theory is they just don't tell him about the, the time delay and they go like, yes, this is happening right now, when in fact it, it happened eight <laughs> minutes ago. And like, yes. I mean, he didn't know that. It's like, yeah, and they have an actor impersonating a, a, a Venusian traveler so that they can have a real time conversation. It, exactly. It's only for the bit where he, as the CEO of the company, has his personal direct address to the astronauts and they go like, yes, of course, sir. Yes, thank and you, like, sir. Yes. This is the first. It is only because of your grace uh, that this is all possible. And uh, yeah, so the, they, they start off. They put some blimps in the uh, Venusian atmosphere, which is the other thing that they had a, a bit of an... Uh, a oh, the, the, the dirigible. The dirigible, Where do you yes. put the, the syllabic emphasis? Is it dirigible, dirigible, or dirigible? Dirigible sounds You kind like of make them sound so, equal, right? Dri- sound, sounds like yeah, not that dri- one. Dribbles a bit. It's sort of dirigible. I mean, dirigible is like you dirige things. I mean, I think... Diriging is no, not a... It's not a it's, direct, no. it's from hmm. directing, I suppose, dirigible, but it's directable. Isn't that what it means, dirigible? Oh, I never put that together. Yeah, it yeah, probably is. That's probably where it comes from. But yes, in, 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 initially, uh, Elton has another fantastic plan about this, where he oh, goes yes. like, yes, we're going to fill the blimps with a perfect vacuum, because that will give you the most efficient... Yes, uh, the, the most, space weighs the, the least. Exactly. Yeah. And, but of course, like no structure can be built which weighs less than the amount of air it displaces. It's like, there's like, technology simply isn't there enough. Yeah, so yeah, basically, yeah. Carol Boffin nudges Theta and goes like, well, this is, we'll just fill them like with hot air, just like Elton. Hey. Like one, <laughs> as usual. And like, especially if you up the ambient pressure by two or three atmosphere, then it becomes much easier to like get shit floating around. Yeah, this was another one of his, uh, his famous tweets that he didn't back down from, where he just sort of fell asleep mid-tweet, where he was, where he was talking about, despite the negative pressure cough, and then oh, yeah. whatever. The, so we have developed the Coffefe system, and it does it indeed is, it produce works, it perfect works. vacuum. Negative buoyancy sound doesn't sound good. Well, it's better than vacuous, which is, I think, the technical oh. term. Well, that's, that certainly that, describes Elton. There we go. But yes, the other thing that they have when they get the algae farm started is the floating manatees, which are basically yeah. engineered manatees so that they have an air swim bladder so they can float around in the Venusian atmosphere. Oh, and they were having such a good time. Kind of like harvest and like, well, it's, it's, it's mostly like to stop the uh, algae from uh, spreading into the uh, layers where they're not supposed to go. You've, they have the manatees floating around and kind of like munching on the algae as they get away from the areas where they're supposed to be growing. Oh, it's so brilliant. It's, it's, it's all in the care of like, like leave nothing behind except your footprints. And they want to make sure that like not all of Venus gets uh, yeah. flooded by the algae because that would destroy the Venusian ecosystem as it is. It would like create the opposite of a hothouse effect. And cool the uh, planet down, which would uh, stop it from being useful in this particular she's regard. So responsible, this she data. Is. Yeah, yeah. yeah she, she really thinks of those things. Unfortunately, it is around this time that Elton gets a new a new girlfriend, or I say gets a new girlfriend. It's more that one of his his other like bioreplication programs comes to fruition, mm-hmm. and he introduces to the world his new love of his life and and partner in business. Yoko Klono, who, yeah, no, yeah. She, her ideas are even worse. Uh, they have no, they have no way to control them. She, uh, she, like, he starts tweeting that that they want to nuke Venus and that uh, a miniature oh. submarine to put pedophiles in. Uh, he becomes really concerned with ghosts, and ultimately he decides to write off Venus Inc. as a debt mule. Mules, manatees, like, what does he know? <laughs> A Venusian death manatee. Right. <laughs> Unfortunately, the project comes a bit to a halt when the, they see a blimp on the radar, but it just turns out to be a huge manatee, uh, which... Uh, oh, God, Kay. <laughs> this whole time? This whole... All of it. All of this. For that? A blimp on the radar, but it's just a huge manatee. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, this podcast has been nice. Uh, and what a wonderful way to end this podcast forever. Because I, I don't think we're ever going to top that. <laughs> Uh, and the and the and the last we see is an abandoned uh, uh, Theta and 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 Carol who stayed behind they're on the pollution like, yeah, station. They're kind of like sitting there with their plastic bag helmets over their heads, looking out over from the balcony of the blimp. And uh, kind of, it's kind of nice here, isn't it? And it's like pet one of the floating manatees as yeah. they drift, drift on by. And get a call from from Elton. Is my space weed ready yet? <laughs> <laughs> so yes, great. Uh, I, mean, I enjoyed it, was, it. Yeah, is it like the ending is a, is a, is a bit of a, a, a I mean not exactly a downer but it's it's kind of bittersweet. Is it a bit of a Neil Stevenson ending where he kind of realizes that he's already gone on for 900 pages and he really needs to wrap it up so he's like <laughs> there was three, a certain desperation in, in, to wrap up toward the end. In, yes. in two or three pages he's just like okay and this is how it ends. Boom. I really liked uh, uh, Theta and Carol and the, and they, the, they, and the sort of they had a very good dynamic. Yeah, I like that. Less of a fan of Elton Stagg. Like initially well, he seems need, like this you need a bit of an uh, capricious clown-esque character and then as you spend just more time with him you realize oh no he's a bit no. Di- yeah it just goes downhill yep all of his miraculous successes were just accidents failing, and failing and forward failing forward yeah <laughs> dr acula never came back no i guess it's just one of those people that show up as a side character in a book and, and there they were all don't those get unsolved again. murders well, that also yes. just didn't come up anymore no. <laughs> that's weird it's i mean weird. i guess that like you just call someone pedophile and that solves the problem <laughs> so how are we going to rate this book Ooh, well are we rating it at an eight or nine planets yeah well it's eight planets like eight planets. it has been decided otherwise eight or, or 13 I mean, but uh, venus is number two, two that doesn't so seem like a well we can do it we can do a, we can do a reverse and reverse rating where eight is the worst and one is the best and then i'll give it a two well, that's unfair to neptune we have to like come up with something anyway and like, is mercury better than neptune well, I mean, it's not about it's it's about number rating. It's not about like which planet is better. <laughs> yes, but as we learned from Elon Stank, it's all about the ratings. He's constantly going on about his ratings. Uh, yes, how his numbers are up on Five star, uh, on yeah. Twitter, and how are children learning the names of the planets now? Oh, I have no idea. Because there used to be mnemonics, like at, at oh. least in English, "My very excellent mother just served us nine pies." Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, my very my excellent mother. See, it, it helps. Serves us nine. Just served us nine. nine. Well, just 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 served find, us any, find any food stuff that starts, starts with an with N. N. My served Nigiri? us nine. Nan? Nan. Just served us nine. Yeah. All right. No, that's a, that's, that, that's an excellent mother if she serves you nine. Yeah. Yeah. Saying, sounds great. I, I okay. Like two two out of reverse eight. Uh, unconventional, but that's kind of our our, our yeah. style. And speaking of reviews, if you look down at your podcasting device, you should, should be seeing an opportunity to leave us a few of those precious intergalactic stars. Let us know what you thought at CoverMyAssCast at gmail.com. We're CoverMyAssCast on Twitter as well. We'd love to hear from you, especially if you've got a, 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 a baffling book whose cover you'd like us to judge. Probably review. going to figure out how, how to word that better. That you would like us to review, review not read. Not read, yeah, exactly. None of that. So what do we have in store for our readers next week? Next week's book is by Mary N. Schoffer, the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Society. About <laughs> Coaster, thank you for joining us. I've covered my ass where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. And I'm Kay. And remember, we only judge a book by its cover. On the good ship Venus By Christ you should have seen us The figurehead was a whore in bed And the master mammoth penis <laughs> Mammoth penis Mammoth penis